when you hear those things that are based on science, but your brain is telling you that this isn't working, it doesn't go together. And you then feel an immense form of guilt because you feel like you're giving up and you're not doing what is the best thing for your baby. And it's like the first thing that you do as a mom. So you feel this immense amount of failure before you've even really started raising the child. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Hi, y'all. So good to see you. Thanks for joining us. This is the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay Simsick. And I'm Krista Williams. And I just realized when I said it's so good to see you that I can't see you. I know. And I was saying that That's for radio. a little bit to people. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, when I first met them, I would say, it's so good to see you. Just because it felt like something nice to say. It's it's great to see you. It's I, I'm I'm thankful I'm I'm seeing you. I, I don't know if that was weird, but apparently that was weird because people would be like, Have we met? Yeah. Well, it's it's true. It's nice to see you. Exact exactly. <laughs> I would just be like, Oh, it's I it, and I don't know how to verbalize that any other way. That it was it's, it's great to, <laughs> I think people think too much and they're like, Oh wait, have I met well, you? Yeah. And I, which is a really sweet and kind thing for, yeah. for people to wonder that too, you know, and ask, but I had to stop. It was becoming, cause then it was a conversation. I was like, no, we haven't, but I'm grateful to see you. And I'm thank you know, we're here. And, and they're like, Oh, phew, I'm thankful. <laughs> so in my effort to tell them, it's great to see them. I stressed them out and I made it awkward. So, <laughs> so. wasn't there someone the other day that was like, yeah, we've met. Yeah. Kill me. Honestly. <laughs> Okay, at this, uh, let me just tell you, don't do that. I know it's just me. Anyone, it's just rude Dude. because like, hey, it's not the fact that we're meeting a lot of people because everyone's meeting a lot of yeah. people all the time. So it's like, but don't like take the time to call someone out. Dude, it was like, first of all, I was like drunk, by the way, at this event. It was like 11 a.m. And I didn't realize that I've been using this adaptogen powder mm-hmm. in my morning smoothies that has melatonin in it. <laughs> Who oh, knew? Hey, Krista, what's it called? Who knew? It's called Sleep Blend. <laughs> but I just was thinking, I was like, oh, these are going to have anti-anxiety properties. These will chill me out, whatever's in it. But it actually had melatonin in it. So I'd been taking it for two weeks and I'd been actually worried about myself at some point. I'm like, I really am having a problem mm-hmm. staying awake. So I realized it on that last day when I finally decided to read the label of this certain adaptogen dust. So I went to this event and I was so exhausted and I was just kind of in a mood to just chill. I, you know, whenever I, I go to other people's events, I just kind of want to be a fly on the wall. I want to chill. Same. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I know how stressful events are and I want everyone to have the attention that they deserve. I, 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 I just want to be invisible. So um, I'm there and there was this person that was like, oh, you need to meet my friend. 
So she brings her friend over. We're in a group of like five. So there's other people around. And she's like, I was like, oh, it's great to meet you. Yeah, we've met. Like, oh, okay. You know, tell me more. Like, I'm not really sure I remember or, or, or where. And she's like, yeah, we went here. I said, I've never, I've, I've never been there before. So I don't, I don't think that's it. And then, you know, for 10 minutes, we're playing the where did we meet game, which is a miserable game when you're playing with someone that doesn't really want to play it. And it was just such a longer yeah. conversation than it needed to be. But, you know, it's hard. What do you say? I've met, you You know, it's just, I guess say, the way it's the, all the way you say it, just say it kindly. We've met before. Remember that event? It was great. Great. You know, and it's just the thing about it is that people take it really personally. People, yeah. yo, if I had a dollar for how many people didn't remember me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It, has, it has nothing. Maybe that person was taking sleep adaptogens that day. Maybe they had a bad, you know, there's just so many factors. <laughs> I almost that go like into to it. assume that people don't. I, I honestly think <laughs> I that do. I'm invisible sometimes. Yeah. This lady the other day, cause I have a bruise on my face from Justin. She's like, Oh, you have a bruise on your face. I was like, I have a face. Honestly, I was sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, I have a face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and some people tell you, like, oh, you have like chocolate on your lip. I'm like, I have a lip. <laughs> I seriously like forget that I have a physical body that I live in until someone reminds me. And that me. people can like see it and yes. like notice it. You're like, okay. Yes. Yeah. But I prefer to just kind of like glide through and not- Same. If I have sunglasses on, about shit. That. I'm, I'm, I literally don't exist. Yeah. I feel like I'm completely invisible and no one knows who I am. Totally. <laughs> I am the matrix. I am invisible and no one knows me. You are Keanu. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope I've never said that to someone. Yeah. Um, maybe I've said, I feel like I've, the only time I've said it is if I just don't like the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe she wanted me to know. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, honey. Hey, it's okay. Got your message loud and clear, baby. We're not for everybody. Yeah. I know. Honestly, it was funny. I was DMing with uh, one of our listeners like two days ago and we, she was like, I, you know, let me know if this is too far, but I want to ask right now what your preferred method of contraception is. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> she said, do you do pull out or so funny. I was just sitting there. I'm like, what'd you say? <laughs> I let her know what was up. I let her know that pull and pray. <laughs> when you're that many pull years in, it's like, it is whatever. It is whatever. Yeah. Cause it's, if it happens, it happens. You know what yeah, I mean? It happens, but so come whatever. to us for responsible decision. I know help. whatever your method of, of contraception is. Let me know. Power to you. Let me know. Let the world know. Totally. You contraceiving. <laughs> um, I went to an event, speaking of events, uh, the other day. Yeah, LA is the city of events. I never, unless I'm going with you, I really don't go to events that often. And sometimes I'll get invited to like fitness events just because I worked at SoulCycle and I don't, they think I got abs, you know, whatever. And uh, we need more girls with abs here. No one. So I went, it was at um, Lit Method, which actually I really like, non-sponsored. I, I do like the workout. It's not, it's- I've heard great things. It's hit training with lope impact. So there's no jumping, there's no running, there's no weights. So it's actually, it's my vibe. I'm in. No jumping, I'm in. It was, it's great. I really, really like it. We'll go. Um, But one walked in and it's a- an event. So everyone is just, everyone's on, there's rowers, the, the water rowers, everyone's on the rowers and they have like the selfie thing. I mean, you're probably used to this, like seeing this. And I was just like, Oh, whoa. 
Like this is really not just me coming out to like a workout class. Everyone had their fucking video set up. So I set up my video. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I gotta set up my video. And I was like, I'm not prepared. I look like a freaking little, I don't know, orphan boy. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's just so funny. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking about the brands too that are involved. And I'm like, you know, I, I hope it's, I think it was pretty successful for them, but it's, it's, um, I'm like, who in here really does a fucking workout like this all the time? You know, like they're just kind of like picking people to come in. Everyone was nice, but it was just literally does not feel like reality when I'm in situations like that. I'm like, oh, where am I? Oh, this is an alternate reality and like a fucking video game right now. (laughs) Video game. That's the video game. That's the damn truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you see just like these like beautiful, like robot people. And you're like, okay. Anyway, just a regular girl in a normal world. Oh, I know. I I used to go to those events and I would go without makeup on and my hair would be all nasty and I would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to a workout. And I was like, oh, this isn't a workout. It's not a workout. You know, you realize when you go what it's all about, but you got to do what you got to do. Totally. Marketing 2019. And like networking and just like- Of course. Of course. Um, so I'm anyway. fucking 30 years old, dude. <laughs> That's the thing now is it's crazy. I see like, uh, like the, that industry, I'm like, oh shit. It's all like 23 year olds. It's just so crazy. Like YouTube. We're, we're old influencers Yo, now. Oh, a hundred YouTube and stuff. And all that is like actual like kids. Yeah. Well, I think about that, you know, when we were young, and Britney Spears was a, a baby girl. Christina Aguilera was a baby girl. And saying back, they were all baby children. And like, that was the, what we looked up to. And so now it's just reverse where we've gotten older, but the industry is finding younger. Billie Eilish. Yeah. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So interesting. But we always like to hear your opinions on that type of stuff. We actually wanted your opinion. We, we got, we oh, were yeah. given an opportunity. Oh my gosh, you guys. Won't mention exactly what it was, but great opportunity with um, huge, actually, uh, yeah, a publication that we really, really respect to for a spread, like a you know, whatever, a feature, um, naked. Mm -hmm. So it's a like a more body positive uh, feature, and it was kind of a last minute thing, so it was you know it was really hard for us to to make it work, but. Yeah, we just like wanted your feedback on this because we're kind of thinking about it in real time as to like why it would feel good and why we might not want to do it and just things to consider when we make a decision like that because we're kind of both in different situations. Like you are in a relationship, I'm not really. And so like it's it's a different thing. And I forgot that you would have to like kind of consult with your partner. I, I, I called my sister first and she said, you know, you have to ask Justin. I was like, oh, I have to ask Justin. I forgot. Because <laughs> I just, am a, I'm a tornado. But yeah, I know she, she definitely, she definitely called me in on that. So basically we want your opinion. Do you want to see the titties or no? <laughs> just kidding. It would be tasteful. So it's tasteful. It's completely covered. It's, it's more about loving the skin you're in, which I'm yeah. down for. But my thing was the short lead time, 100%. That really, you know, I can't lose 40 pounds in one day. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but what was challenging for me is I just thought about my future, that the things that we do online lives forever, mm-hmm. you know, for better or for worse. So, you know, we evolve and grow, but there is data being stored around everything that we do. So when I think about 
Justin's parents may be seeing that or Justin's mom or Justin or me or, you know, whatever it is. And what is my intention behind it? You know, I have to really be more clear about that. Would my intention be to hopefully look really good for this photo so that I feel good about myself and I feel good about my body based on the portrayal of my body within this photo? Or do I feel like I am standing in a way that is sending a message that I want to send, you know, about my body journey, my hormone health journey, everything I've talked about on the podcast with you guys related to my my body issues and my body conversation, would I be accurately portraying that and conveying that to you in a way that is helpful for you, empowering for you and and thoughtful? And it's not like I said no because it wasn't that, but it was just that would be a decision that I would want to be yo 100% on. Mm-hmm. And I would be 100% confident on and have all the, you know, the T's crossed and the I's dotted from a legal perspective and, and from just every perspective. And I didn't feel 100 on it. And, and, and thinking too, you know, all these things will come and that it doesn't always, you know, go, moving away from the lack mentality sometimes that I have where it's like, oh, I'm getting this opportunity. I need to get on it now because mm-hmm. I have in the back of my mind, subconsciously, the belief that this may never come again. Right. And I think for a lot of women, we have that. I, I've had that a lot where something we feel like we have to say yes to everything because we have a subconscious belief that it will never come again, which is coming from a lack mentality, a fear mentality of not being enough, of, of not being able to receive so moving away from that and moving into the belief that this opportunity, which is beautiful and amazing, and I feel so honored to have been given, will come again and mm-hmm. it will come at the right time with the right situation. Yeah, I think the I completely agree. And the lead time was really hard because from last year's examples that they sent us, one, they were so beautifully shot. The sentiment and the intention behind them were really strong and something that we could get behind. And it's like providing more time to really think thoughtfully about what we would say. Because it was it was a commentary piece too, like quotes from us and our body journeys. So yeah, given more time so that could be an accurate portrayal of like where we are. And it just like, it was, I think for me, like, I've never done like, you know, oh my God, I was a model at one point, but I would get like random print jobs for like fitness things or just random things when I was living in New York mainly. And it was like, it would always be, okay, so it's next week or it's two weeks from now. And I would always have to look a certain way, be a certain way, fit into a certain outfit or be a certain measurement. So this opportunity was kind of like, oh, cool. I can just show up as I am right now. Even if I don't, I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to like have a week to like fucking work out and get ready. It's like really owning the fact that like, you know, they wanted us for who we are right now. You know what I mean? So that for me felt really good. And yes, I know it'll come again in whatever form, but I was like, oh, cool. I'm in a place in my life now and we're doing what we're doing and being asked to do things that previously I would either have like stipulations on or measurements and you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, we're being asked to do things based on just who we are. And it feels really good. Really, really good. I mean, girl needs a wax too. I mean, honey. 
Yeah. I was like, y'all, <laughs> y'all, this is a very natural <laughs> shoot because the girl needs a wax. I know, I know. I'm a beast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cute. Like it, it was cute in the secret Facebook group that we have online where we connect with our community of women. We were having a conversation about this and kind of hearing everyone's opinion was was super interesting. Yeah. Because we're always thinking, like, honestly, we're thinking about you. Oh, like, wait yeah. a second. And I just want to know what you guys think. Truly. A lot of them were like, yeah, they were down. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I was talking to my sister too. So you know, at the beginning of the process and then at the end when I made the decision and and at the end too, she's like, I think I actually would have said no no right now too. Because mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I think yes, right, right away. But then you really think about it and that millions of people would see it or whatever. And it just kind of changes you know, your perspective a little bit, but yeah. It's also like, yes, I agree. And then it's also like kind of fucking freeing sometimes to do like that random shit that like, this is not a good example, but I'm trying to think of another example where you do it. A lot of people are going to see it. You feel good about it, but it is kind of like a last minute thing. And you're like, woo, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like, and also like the fleeting, the fleeting aspect of the internet too. Yes, it exists forever, but like, you know, it'll, it will be something that a lot of people see for a short period of time. And then it just kind of like, fall. you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing to think about, but yeah, I'm glad that, you know, we will have more time next time yeah. and like all the things. And we got, we got shit to do. We have so much stuff to do. I gotta be fat in my robe. Yes. So much. There's so much to do. Yeah. We have pop sugar. And then this will come out after Pop Sugar, but Pop Sugar has happened. And then Salt Lake City, we had our Salt Lake City mm-hmm. meetup, which was a new addition to mm-hmm. the schedule um, that sold out in mm-hmm. like a day. So doing that and then retreat is coming up. Retreat is happening. Yes. Yeah. And then we have Propel that we're hosting and stuff like that. So no shortage of time in front of people. <laughs> I know, truly. Uh, feels good though. Feels really of good. Course. It's, like, it's like It's like flowing. Uh-huh. But we do have days where we're like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So just we're, to keep it real. Grateful. Yeah. Which grateful. I'm sure like you guys do too. You know, some mm-hmm. days you're in the flow and some days you're not, but I'm hopeful that you guys are feeling good about this summer and everything that you have going on. Uh, summer can be either, I feel like summers can be crazy or they can feel a little bit more relaxed or fun. I know when I lived in New York and Chicago, it felt crazier than ever, but it still felt fun. So I hope you guys have great plans this summer and are hopefully getting time to relax and, and rejuvenate a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would actually have liked to ask our guest today on the podcast what she would have done in that situation. Whitney Port's on the podcast and I'm sure she's been asked. Oh shit. She's been asked a lot. I know. I'm thinking about her uh, and what she would do. She's so cool, dude. She's so fucking cool. She's so fucking cool. It's crazy. And I am, I have been looking for a style icon. Oh, she's that has my similar she, body type. She'd, <laughs> she'd illest, honestly. She, honestly, her style. Okay, so I, I, I haven't. There are a few people that who have great style that I admire, and I just found her, and I'm like, well, I got you know, just have been creeping. She was in New York doing some press for the Hills coming out again, and then for her podcast, which is awesome, and her style. I was just like, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. I but mean, anyways, say no more. So we had the best time interviewing and talking to her. She's so cool and down to earth and real. And what you see is what you get online. 
you know, she's maybe even better in person. Uh, I can't, I think, you know, she's great online and great in person. Yeah. She's the shit. Um, She talks a lot about motherhood. She's a new mom relatively. Her son, Sonny, is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. I believe he's a little bit over one maybe, but she has an incredible YouTube series called I Love My Baby Butt. And it's a really honest look at motherhood, her marriage, and she also talks about losing her father uh, not too long ago. So it's a really vulnerable conversation and something that is still so very raw. I don't know if it ever is not raw, to be honest. We got into that um, in the middle of the conversation and it's just a really beautiful moment. And I'm really grateful that we were able to touch on that and kind of explore that a little bit because I know that's really important to her and, and really personal to her. So I'm really grateful that she opened up about that. Yeah. And you can visit WhitneyPort.com for all the things. So fashion, beauty, lifestyle, health, mom's stuff, her videos. She has a shop on there. I would highly recommend if you're looking for some inspiration. And I do want to shout out, we had just the best time at WeWork of recording this episode. It was so easy. So WeWork's new media and entertainment locations are wired and ready for your next big creative project. So from soundproofed editing rooms to state-of-the-art screening rooms, their media-ready spaces have you covered from pilot to wrap. So you can book a tour of their newest media and entertainment spaces and the one that we went to, the building at Pacific Design Center Green by visiting we.co slash entertainment. That's we.co slash entertainment. We just had the best time. It was so seamless. We recorded, we popped out, all good. Yeah. And they were so sweet. Yeah, it was great to have her there. And then Whitney has a new podcast, you guys. It's called With Wit and it is awesome and fun and cool. And she gets deep and she's just got such a great personality. So I'm excited for you guys to listen. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we love you. We appreciate all of your feedback and love, whether it's through reviews on the Apple podcast app or DMs on Instagram at almost 30 podcast. It's the shit. This is what inspires us. The conversations that we have with you just are our fuel and keep us going. And we just really, really appreciate you. You can visit us on tour as well. So if we are coming to a city near you, we would love to meet you. Almost30podcast.com slash tour. Check out the dates and locations. Buy your tickets now. They have sold out every time. Yeah. We've done it. Uh, uh, an event. So not to flex, not to (laughs) freaking brag, but it's true. And you'll meet some of the coolest people. Like people always walk away with new friends. So don't be afraid to come alone. Yeah. Coming alone is kind of the best. Get tons of amazing food, swag, goodies from our sponsors, Hum Nutrition, Vital Proteins, Cured, Skinny Dipped Almonds, Silver Fern Brand. So many. So many. Really good. Really, really quality sponsors. And we're just excited to introduce you to brands that we believe in that have a similar mission and value to our brand and products that we actually use. Yeah. Use a lot. So looking forward to seeing you guys on tour. Looking forward to sharing your podcast pro when we relaunch this fall. We're so excited to support you in your podcasting journey. And thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. So Please enjoy this episode with Whitney Port. We're so happy you're here. Yeah, it's oh, been a so long time coming. Here. I know. When we first started the pod, we were, you know, talking about having you on, and timing is always just so right. So yeah. I'm really, I think it was even before. 
it might have been before the baby. Yeah, I think, I it, think was. it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad it's after. We have a lot of, in our community, there's just so many different types of women, but like a lot of moms, mm-hmm. new moms, mm-hmm. soon to me moms. And I just love your uh, raw, raw honesty about motherhood. I think Thank it's you. so fucking refreshing. Thank, Thank God. <laughs> but like, what, like, what is a, I, I want to know like what a typical morning was like, kind of like different from when you weren't a mom. Oh my gosh. You know? So different. I mean, before I was a mom, I was able to kind of leisurely wake up when I wanted to between like the seven and eight o'clock hour, slowly get up, get my coffee, go work out, take some time to like shower, get ready and then get to work by nine or 10. Um, And I know that sounds really bland, but those things are total luxuries now. Like you wake up to your baby's crying or talking Mm -hmm. or whatever. You have to immediately go in there. That's like probably around 645. And then they're your priority for the next few hours until someone comes to help or you have to work or whatever. But working out is something that I have to try to fit in now Mm -hmm. and make a priority. It's not something that I just get to luxuriously do all the time. And that sucks because working out is something that makes me really, really happy. And ever since my dad passed away, it's something that like I've needed in order to really feel whole. So it's hard not to be able to put yourself first anymore, but you Mm -hmm. just don't really have a choice, you know? Mm. So it's really baby first and then kind of somehow quickly pulling yourself together when you can. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed, so that's what I would wonder too is like, so, you know, you become a mom and mm-hmm. and you experience this love, like unlike any love, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've probably ever had or maybe up to, until that point. And then, but you're also like, I, I feel like you're taking away a lot of the stuff that I rely on to to make me sane and happy mm-hmm. like you were talking about. So totally. have you noticed that effect on your personality and the way that you interact? Yeah. So for the first year, it the my identity completely shifted and it took away, being a mother took away so many of the things that I needed in order to feel safe and comfortable and heard. You know, it took away time with my husband. It took away my body. It took away, you know, my ability to eat healthy. Like it did take away all that stuff. And so for that reason, the first year was brutal for me. Like I couldn't believe that I had made this decision to do this. And then once the baby relies less on you, definitely once you stop breastfeeding, once you get more into a groove with a schedule of when you, you know, accept help and hire help and feel more comfortable leaving the baby, you get more of those things back and it just becomes your new normal and you start to forget what your life was once like and you just appreciate what you can now fit into the mix and just make those things a priority. So, I mean... For me, my husband and I, we like to work out now at least three times a week. This week, we haven't done any, but <laughs> weeks before, early. <laughs> yeah, before it was like at least five or six days a week. Like I wanted to work out every day in order to feel great. You know, you just have to make like subtle changes now. And that's only with one. I mean, I'm very scared to have two because I think, gosh, if I had to lose 50% of who I am and the things that I love, what will a second child do, mm-hmm. you know? I know. Yeah, do you have those, like what are the conversations with your husband like around, you know, stepping that. into motherhood? Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know, how far into your marriage did you have the baby? 
we were like two years. Okay. And yeah, Best wedding ever. Fly oh, away. Thank you. Yeah, we'll Best wedding ever. Yeah. I actually so have nice. it like saved on yeah. the thing oh as like God. my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Catch me having yeah. the budget wedding that you had. <laughs> I actually had my sister on my podcast yesterday who's a wedding planner. Oh, get out. And we are going to do another episode, like a deep dive into my wedding and give like all the deets and talk yeah, about I'm every there. little Goals. thing that I'm there. to plan Goals. it. Yeah. There. But yeah, I'd love to know kind of like, you know, you said you planned for it. Yeah. But like, what were the conversations like around that? Because I feel like some women are in our community sometimes don't feel comfortable or empowered enough to have these like conscious conversations about, wow, we're about to become parents. Yeah. You know? So I think before we got pregnant, we didn't really have a lot of conversations about it. It was just like, oh, we both know we want to have kids. And I was like, okay, we've been married for two years now. I guess I'll go off my birth control. And it was like very, very casual. And it didn't really become real until I actually got pregnant. And it became really real for me. But for him, he was like, totally ready like could not have been more excited would like a second a third and a fourth like yesterday you know so that was hard for me because it made me feel worse about how I felt like it made Mm. me feel like oh my gosh I'm even scared to talk to the person that I feel the most comfortable with because he's so excited I don't want to bring him down and I don't want him to be scared that I'm so scared so those beginning conversations were like few and far between and then finally I couldn't really hide it anymore. And and he is who prompted me to start talking about it on the YouTube channel. He's a producer and in development and was like, you should really talk about this because I feel like if you're feeling this way, like this scared about having kids, there have to be so many other women feeling the same way. So that's what prompted the first episode of I Love My Baby, But I Hate My Pregnancy. And then now that's been... I guess almost like three years of doing that series on my YouTube. Yeah. But since that, since I could just kind of let loose and like really be myself, I am able to have those conversations with my husband. Like, I think it's so important to be able to have those conversations. If you can't, Mm -hmm. then I kind of feel like there's something wrong. Like, who else are you going to talk to about it? I mean, your husband's not your punching bag for everything. Like, they can't take everything. That's what, like, maybe a therapist Mm -hmm. or, like, a best friend, you know, they're only... They can only take so much as any human being can, but I really do feel when it comes to the decisions that you guys have made together or are making together that you have to be completely open with them about it because you will end up resenting them for being in this life that he wanted and maybe you weren't so open about not wanting, you know? Mm -hmm. What's the feedback been like from women? It's been incredible. sure. So many responses with people being like, I'm, you know, thank God for this. Like I'm sitting in my nursery in the middle of the night, breastfeeding, like hating every second. And I watched your video and I feel like I'm heard. I feel like I don't feel like a terrible mother Mm -hmm. for feeling this way. So that has been really like the most rewarding thing I've ever done my YouTube series besides my podcast now but my YouTube series has been the biggest thing that has connected me with people in such a real way you know like I was on the TV show and I mean that was fun but I wasn't like connecting to them in a real way nor was who I was really shown on the TV show so you guys know like don't you feel like your podcast is 
you know, oh, I'm so excited for you. Like you're way. gonna love it. Like already, I'm sure you do, but it's just gonna be such a beautiful unfolding of like people really finding out who you are and mm-hmm. seeing like yeah. the person behind everything and like the fact that you've already done it with your YouTube. And I think your personality shows more than you probably think, but you know, it's just the ability to be authentic and real and not be in front of a camera and mm-hmm. not be like directed mm-hmm. or scripted or and like, not have anyone editing you. I mean, yes. that's what's so hard is when you film that stuff, you know, it's all the footage is getting sent to an editing floor. So when you guys filmed the reboot, yeah. did you, so do you just film it all and, and you don't know what's what's going on or not? Like, no, we just filmed it all. I mean, hell. I know. So... We have like one meeting with the producer and he's like, okay, it's just going to be a reunion and we're going to throw you guys all together and like see what happens. And that's really what happened. There was no plan, no strategy. It was just like, let's get you all back together and then see what goes on and where the relationships have left off and blah, blah, blah. So that's what the show is all about. Is there anyone that didn't go come back? Kristen? Um, Kristen and Lauren didn't come back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to kind of think about like what the height of reality, quote unquote, reality TV and how, you know, a lot of the people, players in that world are now coming back around. And like you especially are someone I think of what, as it relates to this, where like you are being yourself. Like it's kind of like breaking out of the what we saw as like this kind of scripted, unscripted thing. Right, like this and glossy so, soap opera yeah, type thing. and I'm yeah. obsessed with that. And I think yeah. it's really liberating for people who were so into that world of escaping through the reality TV. And now, you know, for, for people like you to be just like really honest about what the fuck's going on in your life and mm-hmm. how it's not as glossy as it might've looked is I think really, really healing for people. Yeah. And I think that that's what the, what MTV really wanted to do. They wanted to just like take the filters off and really have us be our ourselves and show what we've grown into mm-hmm. um, and what real life looks like now and that it's not as superficial as it once was. Yeah. Really? The, the, I love you baby, but I just wanted to close yeah. the loop on that, but I'd yeah. love to, for people who haven't watched it yet yeah. to give like maybe an example or two okay. of like, what, what about it is just so challenging or just mm-hmm. like makes you say like, but mm-hmm. so I would probably say, um, some of the more popular episodes that people have really connected to one was the breastfeeding one, um, which was just an excruciatingly painfully emotional and physical thing for me. And I know a lot of people have opened up um, in the recent past about it, but for me, it wasn't something that I knew anything about Mm -hmm. and I wasn't Googling it and I wasn't researching it and I wasn't prepared for it. And so I did a video all about how hard it was for me and the guilt I felt to stop and the physical trauma that my body went through to try to make it happen. And that was one of the more, yeah, visible episodes Mm. where women were like, oh my God, I have gone through the same journey and like, thank God for this. Mm. Um, And then the other one, which was really hard for me to film was talking about having a second child and how the thought of it kind of, I hate to use the word haunts, but like haunts me every day. It's one of those things where I know I don't have to make a decision right now, but I think about it 
every single day. And I told my husband of this and he was like, we don't have to make a decision. Like, why are you thinking about it every day? You know, when you know, you'll know. And I think it's just something that as soon as you have your first, everyone's asking you like, so when's the second coming? And so you're always waiting for those questions and you always want to be prepared for the answer. And then it's just another thing to kind of feel guilty about, you know? It's like so frustrating. It's like, as soon as you start dating, they're like, or as soon as you start talking, when are you starting dating? Right. As soon as you're dating, when are you getting married? Mm-hmm. As soon as you're getting married, when are you buying a house? As soon as you buy a house, when, when are you having, having kids? A kid? As soon as you have one, when are you going to have the second? As soon as they're, when are they going to go to, where are they going to go to college? Like, it's just like all the questions are so frustrating. So and, frustrating. And sometimes I catch myself doing it. Oh my God, same. And I, and, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh my God, who am same. I? This is so not, <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm this boring. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. Right? Like, uh, someone will have their, kid and I'll be like are you planning to breastfeed and then you're like oh my god Whitney <laughs> I'm like this is none you're of like your business yeah. like this is exactly what made you insane Dude, why yeah. are you doing this so yeah. you just have to constantly check yourself because it is like the subconscious thing that yes, we all do totally I've asked that too like I'm like do you want to have a second and I'm like why do I why <laughs> why do, do I, I even care why do I care yeah and I asked that to my friend yesterday <laughs> well actually Timmy my husband was on the it's phone for with you, his probably. friend yeah. he was on the phone with his friend in New York another dad and I'm like ask them when they're having another kid and he's like Oh. oh my god, I love no. that. And I'm like, oh right, right. Oh my right. god, I love that. I love when like you get called out for doing that. And you're like, oh yeah, don't fucking don't. do that. Like I don't want to do yeah, that. Like, me guys are so good at that, like catching yeah. you in the moment of being like yes. saying something like that. Yeah. You know, to be like, no, <laughs> right? He's like Whitney. I mean, he's probably thinking you were literally just crying to me about this like a month ago about people asking this, and now you're asking you're them. Like, Why? Like, the breastfeeding yeah. thing is must be so hard because it's mm. like. Society says, or people say, yeah, you are, this is better. Yeah. And then so to not be able to do something that everyone says, and I'm quitting quotes, this is better, Mm -hmm. is like, it's already the shame and the guilt around it. But then like the fit, you know, it's just a lot. It's too much. It is really hard because I had Erica Chitty Cohen on my podcast. Mm -hmm. She's a doula and she said that breastfeeding is the healthier option for babies and that it's like the best source of nourishment for them. So when you hear those things that are based on science, but your brain is telling you that this isn't working, it doesn't go together. And you then feel an immense form of guilt because you feel like you're giving up and you're not doing what what is the best thing for your yeah. baby? And it's like the first thing that you do as a mom. So you feel this immense amount of failure before yeah. you've even really started raising the child, you know? It's like yeah. your first thing that you need to do to keep them alive. And if you yeah. can't do it, then, oh my God. You know, it's so, yeah. it's a lot of stakes. What did like, I know you have your mom and your sisters, like what did, what was their advice during this time? Um, my mom told me to stop. I mean, it, it very very um in her own way she wasn't like you need to stop but she was supportively trying to urge me at the beginning she was doing what she needed to do to help and support me and show me the different ways to do it and then when 
I got mastitis and then ended up getting mastitis three times. Oh. She was like, "Is that you? It's infected. It's yeah. It's yeah. like the duct gets infected oh. and then it's so painful and you have flu-like symptoms and you have to put antibiotics and like massage oh. the milk out because it's all hard. Oh. It's really painful. So my mom, after that, after I think even my first time with mastitis, she was like, "Whitney, you're torturing yourself. Like it doesn't have to be this hard, you know." So I did it for six months. And actually, I I didn't even breastfeed for six months. I pumped for six months, which is like... Is that more It's just more... It's less painful, just more time-consuming, more parts needed, just more complicated, you know? It's not as easy as just like the baby coming up to your boob and then it's done. It's like a whole process. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. What what has been like one of the best parts about motherhood that you've been like, wow, I'm really surprised at like this thing that I learned about myself or this thing I learned about my husband or. I think watching my husband be just like a very uh, capable, hands-on, amazing father has been one of the most amazing things. Like he just wants to be part of every step of the process and he never just assumes that something is my job it's always like a partnership and that has been really amazing yeah it's so 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 helpful for me I think sometimes I even take it for granted and then also there's an allowing you have to do too mm -hmm. though like you have to allow that you know I could see myself like I'm thankful you said that because I would need to have to go in with the mindset of allowing them to be the Mm -hmm. partner for me instead of being like uh, independent, you know, I've got this, this is my thing, like, kind yeah. of like crashing and burning because I was taking it all on myself. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice you you mm-hmm. do that too. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to in order to save your sanity. It helps you out so much. I mean, why take on all of the burden when it, it's not all your burden? Like just because maybe it's your body, your, if you're breastfeeding, then that is your responsibility. But that doesn't mean everything else is. Like everything else can be shared, you know, mm-hmm. and it should be. And then... I mean, with Sunny, like, I, I'm so protective over him and I never really had, uh, like, I never really was a worrier. I'm the kind of person that, like, you know, won't lock my front door or, like, set my alarm or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I'm just kind yes. of irresponsible in that way. But when it comes to Sonny, I, I'm, i like, so hypervigilant with him, you know? And I that's that's surprised me, Yeah, you know? I'm, I, f- I think about everything that could possibly happen before it happened and make sure that we're prepared for it. God, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly. It just, no, it is yeah. literally, I think, just instinctual. I really mm, do really. believe that it just comes. Kicks like, in. I I haven't had to work on it. I'm not yeah. that kind of person. It just it just kicks in. You, yeah. All of a sudden, you have this little baby that yeah. that needs you, and you just your brain goes to that place without you so. even having to turn it on. And he's he's two. Yeah, he'll be two in July. So. Uh, so two they're like little cute. they're like little people now. Like yes. you know, talking, well that is also yeah. the cutest thing the ever. Cutest. Like oh you God. can teach them anything to do and they'll repeat <laughs> it, you know? Totally. So cute or ridiculous, you know, like I taught him how to say psycho and Oh my he, god, stop. When he, when he says psycho, I die. Like it's so funny. But then I also <laughs> we do love you a lot and he's like, love you, love you, love you. Like you can 
they're so moldable right now mm-hmm. that that's so fun. How and is, they like do the kisses. They're like, oh. Yeah. Well, With he's like not mouth. the most cuddly. <laughs> oh. But sometimes I'll try for a kiss and he'll like open his <laughs> mouth wide. I'm like, okay, I'll take that too. Yeah, sure, you're like, <laughs> I'll French you. How is, how is how is Sunny like a mirror for you? Have you had moments where you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, that's me. Or that's something I need to work on. Oh my gosh. Um, I think sometimes when he's like a little ADD and not paying attention, I think that's very me. I can be very, um, what's the word? Just all over the place. I can't really do a couple things at once. And so, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, maybe that's just him being a two-year-old. But I think a lot of the faces that he makes are a lot like mine. A lot of really Mm -hmm. funny faces. He looks exactly like my husband. I mean, he really does. It looks exactly like him. But he, we'll see. As time will go on, I'm sure he'll show more of that stuff. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about when you were talking about like, you know, growing up on TV in like the hills and the city and all that kind of stuff. Like, how do you think that has shaped you like in a good way? And then, you know, maybe in a negative way. So I think the biggest thing that it did for, well, two things. One, it like gave me this exposure that I obviously would have never had and never been able to do all of the things that I'm able to do now and talk to as many people as I'm able to talk to. That's like the obvious thing. But on like a not so positive side, I feel like it stunted me a little bit because I started filming the show when I was 18 and it got successful, maybe not 18, maybe 20. But anyways, it got successful pretty quickly. And there were lots of people doing things for you all the time and then like creating a life for you that you weren't creating for yourself, which a lot of 22-year-olds were doing. You know, a lot of most 22-year-olds are either graduating college or trying to figure out what they're doing with the rest of their life and really having to formulate their own paths. And I had like this team of producers that were making that all happen for me. Mm. You know, they were, Mm. and and this sounds like ridiculous. I know I'm not like complaining about it. I'm so lucky to have that experience that I had people finding me an apartment in New York and finding me the job at DVF and finding me friends to film with, you know, like all that stuff was really cool, but I feel like I never had had to grow. Mm -hmm. And then when the show was over, it was like, oh my God, like now I really have to work hard and figure out life here because I don't have people working at it for me anymore. And what did you do? Like what were ways in which you kind of came back to yourself in that way? So I had a hard couple years. I, I started a clothing line and I had actually started it with my father And then my sister and my brother came to work at it. My father got really sick and he ended up passing away in 2013. And my brother and sister and I tried to make it work and we just couldn't make it work without him. So I had to close the doors on that. And that was like major for me. I was like, what am I going to do now? Like I thought the show had set me up to have this huge success of a clothing line. And what am I going to do now? And... That's kind of when, you know, social media started becoming a thing and I was able to collaborate with so many brands and become like my own little marketing agency and then start the YouTube and reinvent myself in that way and really engage with people more. And I think it's because of social media that I've been able to like reinvent my career after the clothing line. So yeah, was that an answer to your question or did I just like spiral <laughs> yeah. into something else? Yeah, no, but <laughs> I'm like, thinking oh, too. Where am I? Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I mean, that's a really, 
well, one, it's like coming back to yourself during that time of like transition out of mm-hmm. the, the you know, reality TV world. Mm-hmm. But then like losing your father, like yeah. I, I can't even begin to fathom like what that is like. Mm-hmm. And I did watch your episode on uh, Hollywood Medium. Yeah. Um, which was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most powerful was, episode I've ever really? seen. Really, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it was so beautiful, and we've you know du- you know had experiences um, with mediums, mm-hmm. but I just felt, I just, I, 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 I cannot imagine losing a pillar of the family mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom is so incredible. It's just like, yeah. So uh, during that time, like, how are you? I th- I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest. I didn't know how I was going to survive. Yeah. Like my, not only was he my father, but he was telling me what to do every day with the company. I mean, yeah. he was, I just felt like I'm nowhere without him. And it was brutal. I mean, it affected every part of my life. I was fighting with Timmy all the time because I became so insecure that I was like a burden to him that, you know, I wasn't the person that he decided to marry, you know, like he didn't know three years into our relationship that my father was going to die and I was going to become like a sort of slightly depressed person. So it was really a tumultuous time. And yeah, it was, but there's always like for me and I talked about this in my podcast with my sisters but there has been a little bit of a silver lining in that I don't know if my dad were still here if I would have had the guts to quit to stop my company and the company had become a huge burden for me it was huge responsibility and it was a family company And because he was no longer around, I was like, I can't do this. This is too much of a reminder of him every day. Mm -hmm. And we can't make it work. I don't have the expertise or the knowledge. So once I closed the doors on that, uh, it was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I could breathe again. And it opened up the door to so many other things that I wanted to do that I didn't even know I wanted to do. And like, I always say, obviously, if I had the choice, I would take my father back in a heartbeat, Uh, like no questions asked, but it, it forced me to take a new path that I'm actually really grateful for. Yeah, I think about that a lot with the, if you lose someone and you're in a relationship like that, like, I would be like someone that would want to just be so alone because I would be so cautious of the way I would affect someone else. And Mm -hmm. it would be really challenging for me to allow someone to support me Mm -hmm. in that way, Mm -hmm. you know, and allow someone to like love me through that and allow like, and you would just feel like a burden. You'd just be like, okay, I'm sad again. And then they come home and you're like, okay, I'm really sad, but I don't want them to be sad because it makes them sad, but I, I feel sad. So, you know, there's such a discrepancy and like a challenge when you're in a, you know, relationship like that. When totally. you love someone so much, you're like, I feel dishonest if I'm telling you that I'm happy, but I feel bad that I'm making you so upset. And yep. and with grieving too, it's like, it takes so much longer than people think. Oh my God. So I mean, like, it never mm-hmm. goes away and it subconsciously affects your behavior and who you are for the rest of your life. Like whenever something good happens, I will always Mm. get a little like 
depressed about it yeah. too because I'm like, oh, but this would be so much better if he were here, you know? Yeah. Like any little thing that happens, it's always tinted with like a with some sadness. And yes, about the relationship, like it is that a hundred percent. It is such a wave and you you are hiding things sometimes, but then you're like a complete emotional mess sometimes. And you just hope that, you know, if you're with the right person, that they stick with you through that. Of course. And luckily I had been with him for long enough before for him to know that, to know who I was before. And, and he had the faith that I would get back to that in, in some way. Yeah. How's your mom? Mm. Bless. Not great. <sighs> I mean, she's a survivor. Like she has had to deal with a lot. She lost her sister when we were teenagers and she lost her only sister. And then she lost my dad. And then a couple of years after my dad passed, she lost both her parents who she was taking care of, like literally keeping them alive. And it's, it's been really hard for her. She met my dad when she was 16 and my dad was 18. So her whole life is Mm. my dad. She's an amazing woman and she has really like preached so much inspiration to us. Like she's really, she's always trying to build us up and wants us to see the positivity in the light. But sometimes I don't know that she listens to that and I wish she would. And Yeah, but I mean, she's the things that she has conquered and had to do on her own are pretty incredible. I mean, rebuilding your life like that. Yeah. Thank God. I I mean, not thank God, but like, thank God you guys were older. I know. Girls, you know, like, I mean, young girls like that. I know. I mean, I can't even. Losing a father, being a young girl. I know. I know. Sometimes I, I, I'm like, oh my God, he was so young and we were so young. But then I'm like, we could have been so much younger and so much more impressionable. And and it could have had such a huge effect on men we chose and, you yeah. know, insecurities. And oh, yeah. it could have yeah. spiraled terribly. But luckily we were all in our, not luckily, but we were all in our mid to late 20s and already had a pretty strong sense of who we were mm-hmm. and, and the men we wanted to meet. And, you know, yeah. yeah. What did you like love most about your dad? My dad was so silly. He was so goofy. Um, He just, I'm one of five kids, four of us are girls. My dad, from what I hear about him, was like such a macho athlete, guys guy. And Mm -hmm. I think having four girls, we just like totally turned him into one of us. Yeah, like I would be like tweezing the random hairs on his face or like (laughs) popping the pimples on his back. And he started, he would like blow dry his hair with a breath, you know, like I just, he became one of us and we would have fashion shows with him and like dress him up in our clothes. Um, But he also, he was just so there. Like he was the dad that went to work at nine and came home at five or six and was present for dinner and we were always a priority. Like he wasn't, there weren't cell phones or anything, but it was always just like work is work and family's family. And yeah, he was, he was the best. The best. Yeah. That. On the long, on that episode with the medium, what did, what was like profound? You know, I, that was kind of all blur for Oh me. my gosh, yeah. And you like black um, out. Yeah, was it just and you I didn't rewatch it. Too? My sisters watched it in the other room. Oh gosh. I honestly can't really remember. Yeah. I remember thinking 
I sort of remember, I'm sort of a skeptic with that stuff. And I sort of remember thinking, oh, he could have Googled all of this. Like I remember in the moment not feeling like super impressed. But I know a lot of the stuff that he's talked to my mom about, about how my dad was still there and still watching over her and still present and protecting her. I think that that really touched her and that he was so grateful for the care that she took for him. I mean, there was one night where my dad was so weak that she like basically handcuffed him to her in bed because he, she knew that he would get up to go to the bathroom because he's so, he was just oh, too proud and wanted, didn't want to be dependent on anybody, but he couldn't, he did not have the strength to get up to go to the bathroom on his own. So she like, handcuffed herself to him so that if he tried to get up she I'm going would with you. pull her oh. yeah oh. like she was she thought of everything um so gosh can yeah. you think of like a love like that oh. you Too know much. you like handcuff yourself to them I know I know I mean I I I feel like I have that love but I cannot put yourself there I, no of course, uh-uh. of course. To, which you yeah know, you don't like want to no yeah thank you so much for sharing that you know there's so many women that we have in our community that talk about grief and loss and you know there's just so many layers of losing a parent and losing someone you love and we all we all have it happen to us and it's have you guys both lost a parent no no oh oh, oh, yeah but we've lost people yeah close to us but yeah yeah, a parent is a completely different how much it how much Mm -hmm. it affects people Yeah. yeah yeah and it's 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 hard because I can imagine, or from what the community too has told us, where like you you want to be alone, but then like there is just so much healing and being like help, like right. help me. I need I don't know what I need, but like I need love. I need support. Like I don't know. That's all I don't you know. need. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, and you can say that too. That's mm-hmm. I think the best thing to say to someone because a lot of people's partners don't know what to do. Yeah. Like even now when I when people when friends tell me someone has passed I'm like I don't even know what to say yeah and I think that what helped me the most was just like I'm here for anything like whatever you need to do if you need to cry if you need to if you want to just sit and watch tv if you want to go out and get a bite like anything you need I know you're gonna be it's gonna be a roller coaster of emotions if you want to sit in silence and be by yourself for 10 days like you're never gonna hurt my feelings whatever you need and I think that that yeah. I do. I, I am curious because I just, I think, and you can confirm this for me, yeah. but like feeling so, you've been through so much, mm. becoming a mother, becoming a wife, losing your father. Being public. You know, being public. Yeah. All of, all of this stuff. And all like. All the drama. <laughs> so much drama. All the drama. Stepping into Kelly this. Kelly Catrone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stepping into this like new season of mm-hmm. your life. Like, what does it feel like? Where are you feeling most confident? Where are you feeling like you don't give a fuck? Where are you feeling uh, insecure and challenged? You know, because I feel like you're, you are an expander for people in the sense that, you know, you are living a life that a lot of people are like, wow, like I'd really love to have that or be that. But I do think it's important for people to know like the human part of, Mm -hmm. of that level. Yeah. So I think where I'm, 
where I'm insecure the most, I think, is in my place as a mom and as a career woman right now because things are so busy for me. I am having a really hard time balancing the two. And I woke up in the middle of the night last night at 3.30, couldn't fall back to sleep for a couple hours and was like, I need to spend more time with Sunny. Like I'm... I need to at least spend an hour with him tomorrow. I feel like I'm work, 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 work. And 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 the thing is, is that I want to be work, work, work. Like that's where right now what what my body and my heart is telling me to do. Like that's what I'm passionate about right now. And I feel like really guilty that I'm not putting Sunny first at the moment. Um, so that's something I'm feeling insecure about and need to work through. Um, I think... What were some of the other questions? What I'm like, what are you? Yeah. What are you super confident about? And like, kind of like, don't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, What am I super confident about? The pod, baby. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about the podcast. I I care about it. Like I want people to like it and I want people to find value from it because it's really me and I have nothing to hide behind. There's no liberating about a pod. There is a, you will, you will hit a point where it's like, oh, I don't, like you care so much that you don't care about like the next thing that comes out of you because yeah. you're like, it's it's true. Right. And if you don't like it, okay. If you connect with it, great. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you guys like obsess over the charts anymore? Or not no. even? No. I haven't looked at it in a while. No, because like- Once you hit the top, you don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like- I'm just fucking- It's because like, like the, more we, the more we learn about it, uh, you know, we're so grateful to be a part of iTunes, about Apple, like all that stuff. Yeah. It's like- it's kind of some of it is like fake. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, tell me. I, well, I, well, I think too. Also, it's like so when people launch a podcast, there's an influx of subscribers. So you're going to be on the charts when you first launch. Everyone yeah. is for the most part. Yeah. And then it's just like the amount of subscribers. So it's not really based on the actual numbers that people assume it is based on. Right. So I think people assume it's based on the number of people listening yeah. consistently, but yeah. it's really based on an algorithm that's mm-hmm. the amount of downloads that happen within that week. Right. So sometimes we're super high, sometimes we're not as high, and it's really based on the amount of new subscribers you get. Okay. So, and like the new and noteworthy stuff, it's like the relationship yeah. with Apple. So if you're a part of a network, which we're not, but if you're a part, of, and you know, all the power to people part of networks. It's like they have certain relationships with Apple that are like, hey, can we get them on the yeah. new and noteworthy? We'll make sure that the cover art yep. is this and that, da, da, which is great. It's yep. just we did we chose not to, and that's kind of a thing that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's like know. once you know too that like there are podcasts that reach a hundred million people or like not hundred, maybe like a million people an episode as a download number that aren't always on the charts because their subscribers have been consistent over the past mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm. and they're making. X amount of money. It's like, what's my goal here? You know, my goal here is to like live a sustainable life, make our audience happy, grow our audience at some point too. But like, really, I'm really happy with what we're doing and it's going to evolve and grow. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, and we don't really know what's going to happen with podcasts too in the future. It's like, is it just going to stay a show like this? You know? So, right. I mean, but you, you don't have anything to worry because you're so authentic and real. And like, if you weren't, it wouldn't work, but it will work because of that fact. You're having your husband so. on, you're mm-hmm. having your family on, you're talking mm-hmm. about yes. the things people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You're already cultivating that community of people that appreciate you for your authenticity through mm-hmm. your YouTube channel. And it's just going to translate, translate to the podcast. I hope so. You know, there's people like in that space that it doesn't because they aren't really showing all of themselves. Right. And, and you have people to. People want to see that more because 
that's what mm-hmm. social media and thing and reality TV has done. Yeah. It's like people get a taste of people's intimate lives, and now they're like, okay, why aren't you showing more of it? Now you, it feels like you're hiding something. Yeah. Do people? Do you feel like that pressure? Yeah, I do, but I also am kind of like an open book that yeah. I feel comfortable showing it. Yeah. I I'm not as comfortable showing my life on the show because. Like we were talking about, I don't have control over it. I know. Like, I was thinking that. you know what I mean? I like, respect you for that. You just That's, don't know what people, how people are going to spin things, the producers or how they're going to edit things. And, and so I am more, much more reserved on reality TV and I shouldn't be, I'm still myself, but yeah. like Timmy's not on the show. Sunny's not on the show. Love like that. it's just me interacting with this group of people Love and that. just being myself. You and- never had any issues though throughout no. your career. You've never had, you've been very, I've always thought that about you and Lauren and I was like, you guys have always been super polished, poised, like never had any issues, like never really did anything that would like spark any controversy or anything like that. And I think that's really mm-hmm. challenging. And I think that I like admire you guys for that. I mean, I think it's because both of us didn't kind of want this. Like it totally. wasn't like we were searching for it. I mean, producers just came to Lauren's high school and found her and started filming the show with her. And she never really really I mean to my knowledge like she never really loved doing it like now she's more private I mean she has her podcast too but she's definitely not plastering her life all over social media and she chose not to be part of the new show so she she's just more of like a like normal Mm -hmm. cool chick Mm -hmm. and is yeah and I feel like the same goes for me like I'm not trying to get famous. I mean, I'm utilizing the platform to do certain things that I want to accomplish, but I'm not trying to be someone I'm not just to get attention. And I think that's when people get into controversy. Mm-hmm. Would producers give you shit for like not being controversial? Or, no, no, I mean, like, they whatever. knew. They yeah. like knew from the old series what they yeah. were going to get out of me. And yeah. What's Olivia Palermo doing? She's super successful, but I'm yeah. like a designer, clothing she's, designer. She's just like a style Damn. icon. Like she's I think so she has a lot of co- yeah, she's gorgeous. I think she has like a lot of different collaborations yeah. with designers yeah. and she's just like a socialite. Yeah, and just traveling, going to all the shows. Yeah. Like yeah, she's but like, I don't really talk to her anymore. Who do you talk to? <sighs> No one really, except for the new cast of the house. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Talk to him for like uh, one week. Yeah. Caught up and that's it. <laughs> What's like the one where you're like, wow, like I'm really proud of where you're at. I'm I'm proud of everything really big picture right now. Mm. Like I just feel my family's in a really good place. Mm. My relationship's in a good place. Sunny is becoming like a wonderful little human being. Yeah. Mm. My relationships with my family is all really good. Um, my career is getting exciting. And like I'm, I am really excited for the launch of the show because it is going to allow me to do things that are really yeah. fun to do, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, especially as like an almost 35 year old. Like it's cool for me to have this opportunity, like I was saying, to sort of reinvent myself and put myself back out there again and also use it to highlight, you know, what I'm doing with YouTube and the podcast. So yeah, I feel I feel really good right now. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to work on myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel I suffer from like headache. I get headaches all the time oh. and I am. I don't 
eat properly. Like this is the first thing I've had to eat today. And I've, this is a smoothie. Like I don't, I don't really take care of myself from a health perspective. And so that I would like to really work on. She's had a sip of the um, smoothie, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's I've so been bad. watching it this whole time. <laughs> well, I also don't want to make a lot of noise in the microphone. <laughs> so, yeah, literally, I do. I'd be asking you guys questions so I could have my smoothie. I'd be like, yeah, so what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> I also like my smoothies a little watered down. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to chug that warm. shit on the way out. Yeah. So, yes, I, I like on the side note, yeah. I really need to do a better job of taking care of my body. It's so hard. It is. I mean, dude, is anyone ever, I've never met anyone that's like, I'm doing a really bomb job of taking care of my body. Yeah. I've honestly never met anyone. I feel like J-Lo does. Andrea. How many, she has a team solely to take care of her body. That body is, yeah. Trainer, nutritionist, this, that, right She's 50. Well, yeah, I guess we could all, we would all be taking care of our bodies if we had people that were salaried. Honestly. Salaried body take care of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, I think about that a lot. That's like my before bed fantasy. I'm like, okay, private chef is cooking me this in the morning. My masseuse is waiting for me at 8 a.m. Honestly, I think of like my celebrity day. Ideal day. Oh my God. That's really funny. I would like a masseuse 100% once a week. Once a week. And sometimes I'm like, maybe two would come at the same time. Oh my God. For what? For like scalp and feet. Yes. Yeah. I would like definitely personal chef. 100%. Yeah. I'm so lazy. And I kind of need my husband to cook for me more. I was thinking about that on my way here because he is Text them. He's, you such a good, him. <laughs> he's such a good cook but Aww. like he only makes dinner and I need him to make breakfast and lunch <laughs> I love that how guys I, are just like doing their thing they're enjoying their day and then we're just like he should cook more yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean he's literally it's like do, do, do life is good and then it's like he has no idea that you're about to be like you need to cook more meals <laughs> <laughs> um what else uh I don't want a driver I hate being in the back of a car really oh, oh I'm a driver is like I think it really yeah, it's like Ugh. a productive thing Ugh, like to get more yes. done I get so nauseous looking at my phone in the car will never mm. work for me I just get in too many accidents good like, way to like say like when money. you had your fender I'm like oh my god that was really bad not really bad actually yeah oh, sorry guys like I got I rear-ended someone right before I got yeah, here oops Oops. Even oops. that is just, just stylist the stylist but you have really <laughs> good style on your own yeah. but I would love if someone came over Oh, Once no, I have a stylist. Oh, you do? Oh, I'm totally stunted. It's two sisters. They're actually oh. going to be my podcast. They're named Britt and Kara Elkin. Okay. They're unbelievable. I can't make any decisions on my own anymore. Yeah. So good. And they come over like, what is it? Once a month? Like, how does so, that work? So if I have an event, then they they will pull for that event. Yeah. But I do this thing where I'll have them come over and they'll work with stuff in my closet and just cool. make looks and like lay them out on the <gasps> floor. So, and then they're all hung up together in my closet. Yeah. Genius. I know. And, wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. They'll I was do like, they would you. puke all over my Perfect. closet. <laughs> yeah. They'll no. be like, uh, so why cool. so much Forever 21? <laughs> <laughs> no, they love like high-low. They're oh not my brats. God. I love that. Yeah. I mean. I think the collaborative part of it is fun. To yeah. be able yes. to kind of like, because you do have a, you do have style. You have style. Like, you know what I mean? And you have an intuitive like thing. You mean my with, feel as Yeah, you're my, my fave style. But on I'm them. like obsessed with that. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my 
oh my god, I haven't shaved my legs. Same. I shaved mine for the first time. I feel like a queen. Oh my god. Honestly, even in this rainy weather, that's a. No, it was, it was yesterday. Oh, okay. I had a shoot. So I was like, I'm going to shave my legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that new Billy razor? No. Oh, oh wait. I saw really the advertising good. for it. It's really cute. It's this cute little baby pink razor that you put on your shower wall. And the razor actually has a magnet on it and it attaches oh. to something. It's really cute. And cute. it's a really good razor. Sponsor? So you don't ha- sponsor? It's not a sponsor. sponsor? We it's, should have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for you guys. Sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> they should sponsor you. I know. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. You can be like, it's yes. a whole new world for you with yes. these sponsorships taking all of your people over. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's I know. going to blow up. Yeah. This has been so fun. So, so fun. fun. I'm so, so much fun. Where can our ladies up? connect with you? Tell them about the pod. Yes. So the pod is with wit and my Love Instagram that. is at Whitney Eve port and my YouTube channel is just my YouTube channel and my website's WhitneyPort.com. Thank you guys so much. Oh my thank gosh, you such a delight here. Yeah. yeah, you're the best. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to WeWork. We're recording at WeWork right yeah. now, hanging out. So thank you, WeWork. The Pacific Design Center one has an amazing studio. Yeah, at the Green Building. All right, we love you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to Whitney. We loved having you and loved meeting you. And you can connect with Whitney at WhitneyPort and WhitneyPort.com. Thanks so much to WeWork Pacific Design Center Green. Their new media and entertainment space is dope. You can book a tour of any of their media and entertainment spaces at we.co slash entertainment. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining and listening in. Thanks for sharing with your friends. This is how we've grown the community, our ambassador program, everything. So we appreciate you sharing these podcast episodes with those you love. And adore. And adore. (laughs) And review of the week. Uh, Best in entertainment and wellness. Wow. Wow. That's really nice. Five stars. Jesus Christ. (laughs) These knowledgeable, creative, stinking funny gals broaden my horizons and allow me to keep health and wellness as a priority in my life. I'm constantly searching about topics and products they brought to my attention and their recommendations never fail. Thank you both for making female empowerment and wellness a priority and for helping others target it as well. That's from Banana Hannah. Dude, banana. Thank you. Dude, (laughs) Banana. <laughs> banana. You the shit. Yeah. I love Whoa. you, Banana Hannah. Write, write our fucking bio yeah. for my company. I'm hiring everyone Can in our like community to do that shit. a copywriter for us, please? Mm-hmm. You guys are seriously the best. That's the thing because you guys are so damn talented. It kills yeah. me. I'm excited too as a little thing. We have a bunch of free stuff coming your guys' way in the next couple of weeks. Free downloadables, free um, beautiful templates to use, free, beautiful phone screensavers, all these things. We've worked with an amazing graphic designer that is a listener and part of our community that has partnered with us to create all this awesome stuff for you. So that's going to be coming your way soon. It's beautiful and awesome. Stay tuned for that. Yes, we love you. We will see you in the next episode. See you in the next episode. See you later. Love you.